this week on Pep Talk. What is your purpose in life? How do you find it? How do you build a business with purpose? My entrepreneur today is going to share this knowledge with us. So my name's Jamelia Donaldson, founder and CEO of Treasure Trust. But how did you discover purpose? Your passion always leads you to your purpose. I think you just have to just ride the wave. Like, this is what I'm passionate about right now, so I'm just going to go all in with it. I care a lot about this, I'm just going to pursue it. Is there any point in the seven years you've been building the business who you thought, I'm going to quit? Absolutely. I feel like an entrepreneur is someone who lives a life of service to create solutions for other people to make their lives better. So when I do have those moments, I realise how selfish I'm actually being because if I was to do that, then I would perhaps be robbing or compromising other people of an experience. The purpose drives you. And I think that's, that's the missing piece. Our mission is to help 10 million people start and grow a business for free. We want nothing from you. In Pep Talk, we interview industry-leading experts from around the world who share actionable know-how and life lessons. That's why we're excited to partner with GoDaddy to power up Pep Talk. I've been using GoDaddy for years and would promote them on this podcast even if they didn't sponsor us. You can use their free website builder and start your online business at no cost and even get help these days with naming your business. For 40% off GoDaddy tools, click the link in the podcast notes below and use the code GDXPEPTALK. What is your purpose in life? How do you find it? How do you build a business with purpose? My entrepreneur today is going to share this knowledge with us. Jamelia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Really excited to be on this podcast, in particular speak on this topic, which is something that I'm quite passionate about. Um, a little bit about myself. So my name's Jamelia Donaldson. I'm founder and CEO of Treasure Trust. I also co-founded The Teen Experience, which is a series of personal development workshops for teen girls. Treasure Trust is Europe's largest monthly product discovery box for those with naturally textured hair. I literally started it in my bedroom while I was working full-time um, in financial services and pretty much straddled the two for about eight months. And then after eight months, decided to take a leap of faith and see what it would be like to run Treasure Trust full-time. And that pretty much led me to where I am with lots of ups and downs along the way. Now, for people listening that dream, I guess, of quitting their job and, and building their own business, was there any particular catalyst that gave you the feeling that you definitely needed to do it? What was the moment? So starting my own business, there was definitely like a nagging feeling that I just couldn't get rid of, which was like, I should be doing something creative. I should be doing something more in line of, with what I'm really, really passionate about. Um, but becoming a full-time entrepreneur, that actually wasn't really the plan. I thought it would be incredible, and I still do, to have a full-time job and to have a business on the side, which was flourishing. That was like my ultimate goal. Um, but I just didn't have the energy to do both. So the time and energy investment that it took to start Treasure Trust and keep it going, I couldn't balance that with the demands of working where I was working. So I had to make a decision and choose to go with Treasure Trust, but that wasn't my ultimate goal. My goal was to have a really high paying career and have a really successful business at the same time um but it wasn't to be so i chose to run treasure trust full-time instead do you think that that experience you've had there was perhaps some sort of conditioning like people listening might be also feeling the same like the dream would be to have a well-paying high-profile job as you had alongside this business but in reality it's actually not 
possible to do both, is it? Do you know what? I think I think it is because I I well I've seen from a distance some people do it, but I know that for me personally and the way that I work, I'm pretty much all or nothing. I find it quite hard to do anything just a little bit. Um, so I can become very obsessed with something. And so I felt like I was doing myself a disservice working in the firm and working to build treasure trust. Because the thing that I kept saying to myself is when I do build a team, would I want anyone coming to work and give and being half-hearted with it and not giving it their full attention and their full effort? And the answer was no. So I said, I'm not going to do the same in someone else's business. So when I felt like I wasn't giving it 100% because I physically could not, I decided that that was a time to step back and focus on my business full time and just make sure that I had really good relationships with the business that I was leaving. You're talking about something there that I find fascinating. It's almost like a moral code, inbuilt moral code element there. You weren't thinking about it from a selfish perspective. You weren't thinking about it like I could have my cake and eat it, a well-paying job and a business. What Mm. you felt was you wouldn't like someone doing that to you, i.e. working in a company without being fully invested. And and so that was one of your reasons for switching. Did you do like a pros and cons list when you were looking? Because you could have kept your job, right? And you could have brought someone else in to run the business. And Um, Did I do a pros and cons? I feel like I got to the point where I was just burnt out, so it was only a con. (laughs) I was, um, yeah, I was working from about five till six on treasure trust to get ready for work and get into the office by 7 seven thirty. work a 12 hour day finish at 7 seven thirty. get home eat shower work on treasure trust till like one two o'clock and then just kept doing that for months on end but as you can hear it just wasn't sustainable it wasn't something that i could keep doing and i was seeing like my health was starting to diminish obviously my energy levels had completely plummeted Um, And I think you even begin to compromise like mental clarity at that point as well. So it just, it just wasn't worth it. Amazing. You managed to uh, do that. And, and what did you have a moment where you did think maybe not continue treasure trust and, and, and do the job? Was there, was that a consideration? That actually wasn't ever a thought that came to me. It was always something has to give and it wasn't going to be treasure trust. So Mm. it would, it would have to be my job. And I think a lot of that was driven by, um, like the stage that I was in life. I'm big on like appreciating context. So at the time I was like 22, 23, no major responsibility, no children. And I was like, I'm probably never going to be at this point in my life again, where I can take such a huge risk without much to lose. Um, Granted, I could do it like 10, 20 years later, but the stakes would be higher. So I thought, while there's very little to lose, let me just do it now and see what happens because I've also got enough time to bounce back if I need to. Where does that awareness come from? I think a lot of people listening might be fascinated. I'm fascinated. How did you know that? Because a lot of people might say, well, I'm young, so let me get some experience in a company. Mm. Let me build up some savings. That's what I hear from 99% of people, not what you just said, which I think what you just said is right, personally. Mm. Uh, But I I feel like, where did that awareness come from? Are you surrounded by entrepreneurs? How How did that realization come to you? don't know I feel like I had accumulated a decent amount of experience so I have literally had a job since I was like 14 (laughs) like whether it was like doing people's hearing getting paid to do it 
or doing admin roles or retail. I can't think of a stage in my teens that I wasn't doing a job. And with that, during my time at university, I invested a lot of time and money in getting experience. So while I was in university, I went on an unpaid placement to Beijing for a month to get some experience in marketing. After that, I went to New York for just under a year, fully unpaid just to get experience in PR. And so I felt like I had accumulated a decent amount of experience already. So I didn't feel as though like I was gonna jump at this thing and not have any skill set to draw on. I did feel like I had a skill set. Granted, I was still learning, but I think I was just really confident in my ability to relearn and learn anything new. So I was I was balanced because I did have savings and I had experience. I just didn't feel like I needed a decade worth of experience to jump into something completely new because subscription boxes was very new at the time, especially subscription boxes for the demographic that I cater to, it was completely new. And so I think there was also that urgency that came with me knowing that if I move now, this will be the prime time for me personally, but also for the industry. And I know that I'm right in that because now that I look back, we're like, yeah, seven now. Now that I look back, I can see that inclusivity has made some progress in mainstream shops. Whereas when I launched Treasure Chest, it was the only option for a lot of women because there was nowhere else to get the products that they needed. So I'm confident that had I not jumped then and I tried to launch Treasure Chest now, I think it would have been a different story. I think the timing, the climate, there were so many things that were perfectly aligned at that time that made it the right time to do it. And when did teen experience come into the equation? So you was there a moment when you said, I'm going to add to this business? What was the, the, how did the teen experience come into play? So I just have these ideas and I just act on them and I don't always think about how practical it is or who's actually going to maintain the heavy lifting of it. So I had already started Treasure Trust. At the time, Treasure Trust was focused on mums and daughters, like young children. And I was already going to other natural hair events in the evening. And that were for like women that were like late teens, early twenties, mid thirties. And I thought, what happens when you're in between? Like what happens when you're not necessarily a child that wants to go places with your mom and equally you're not a fully grown adult and confident enough to go out by yourself. And I looked back on my childhood and I remembered that that period for me was really crucial when I went to brownies and I went to youth clubs and I used to play out and that was like how I got my sense of community camaraderie whereas now times have changed so much youth clubs most of them have been shut down or they're struggling for funding I don't know if people still go to like brownies and scouts anymore um a lot of social interaction has been replaced with like virtual digital interaction and I just remember how crucial it was for me to develop my sense of who I am by the people that I surrounded myself with. And I wanted to have, I wanted to pass on that experience to younger women. So that was the motivation for the teen experience. Like what's a safe space that these girls can go to see young women that look like them, to learn from older women who look like them and can just feel safe in learning, expanding their awareness of new topics and developing new relationships and friendships. I just want to take a moment to thank Taylor Brands for sponsoring this podcast. Have you ever been told you can easily start a business that will make money while you sleep, only to realize it takes a ton of work to get a business started? Taylor Brands makes starting a business easy. With its AI-powered platform, you can get your business a logo, social media designs, printed merchandise, and so much more, all in just a few clicks. 
That's why I love Taylor Brands. Whatever your idea is, you can make it look legit in a day and actually start selling through the Taylor Brands platform. For 40% off your first order, check out the links in the podcast notes below and use the code PEP. Now, let's get back to the podcast. Let's talk about purpose. I mean, you clearly have one, but how did you discover purpose and what's your take on how people perhaps listening can can go about finding their purpose? Yeah, I'm obsessed with purpose. Um, I remember mid-teens, not even mid-teens, I would say like early 20s, I had something that I called like a quarter-life crisis where I felt like, oh, I don't I don't know what I'm here to do. Like, what, what, what is it that I should be doing? Um, Again, I had a good career, but I wasn't feeling 100% fulfilled by it. And so I read somewhere that your passion always leads you to your purpose. And that's something that stuck with me. So like, I always just kept going back to like, okay, what am I passionate about? What do I care deeply about? I've always cared deeply about hair. Like hair has been an obsession of mine since I was literally about three years old. Um, I care a lot about hair, but what I realized was that it actually wasn't really hair. It was the way that when women had their hair done, how they felt, that's what I was obsessed with. I was obsessed with women feeling like they were in a refined state. I was obsessed with women feeling as though they were improving. And so that comes hand in hand with like friendships for me. So I'm really passionate about community and I'm passionate about beauty. Um, but I'm passionate about beauty because what it can do for community. So, yeah, I, I think that my my tips or my guidance on, on purpose is that your passions are always an indication of what you should be doing or what you were put here to do. And so I think a lot of the time people have like hobbies and things and they think it's a bit weird or like they think there's no one else in the world that is passionate about what they're passionate about. But ultimately, there's always someone that is equally as passionate as you are. None of my friends were as obsessed with hair as I was. And I just started going to events by myself because I was like, there has to be other people out there that care as much about like hair and beauty as I do. And I think when you start doing those kind of things and like going out on a whim and being intentional about meeting other people, you start to unlock other communities and build new relationships. And I think that that's all part of your like personal evolution. Just so much there that I love and is so useful. Um, I, I love this kind of nuance, I guess maybe hair itself initially can almost seem like a superficial purpose, can't exactly. it? Like, but when, yeah. when you, you drilled into it uh, and you realized it's like you said about you know, how, how to help people feel good, how to help mm-hmm. people feel um, empowered. Mm-hmm. And, and so that, that next level, which I think, again, a lot of people listening, and it, me included for that matter, when I was younger, I didn't know my purpose. Mm-hmm. And like, I think going back and just focusing in on what you like doing and your purpose will reveal itself. It takes yes. time, right? Yes. And patience. And I'm notoriously impatient. <laughs> um, mm. Well, I think it, a lot of entrepreneurs take, are. Yeah. But it, it does take patience in knowing that, okay, I don't know what it is right now, but I think you just have to just ride the wave. Like, this is what I'm passionate about right now. So I'm just going to go all in with it. I care a lot about this. So I'm just going to pursue it. Um, I care about these spaces. So I'm going to continue to create these spaces and be a part of communities in these spaces. I think you just have to ride the wave. And then when you take time to just reflect, you'll start to see that like all of the little dots connect themselves. And I think the like tail end of my twenties was that for me, I was able to look back at like decisions that I made at uni and I was able to make sense of, oh, okay, this happened so that this could happen. And had this ha- had this not happened, this wouldn't have happened. So I'm passionate about what I said, so beauty, hair, community, 
but travel has always been like a huge part of my childhood and it's something that my mum always prioritised. So my decision to go to Beijing and New York was purely born out of curiosity and my love for like new cultures and travelling. But equally, those experiences helped qualify me and give me the experiences that I needed to build Treasure Trust. So while I was in Beijing, I ran out of hair products, went to the corner shop to try to buy some and obviously had no luck. <laughs> um, I ended up resorting to a shoe brush to brush my hair. And I bought like some head and shoulders conditioner, which done absolutely nothing for my hair. Um, and that was an eye opener to me and a reminder that, wow, for black women anywhere in the world that isn't the UK or the US, it's going to be a struggle to find basic necessities like shampoo, conditioner, hairbrushes, combs. And then when I went to New York, um, it was the peak of, or it was the rise of like Birchbox, Dollar Shave Club, um, Glossy Box. And now that I look back, I'm like, that. it wasn't an accident that I had that experience in Beijing where I couldn't find anything. Then I went to New York and there was an abundance of products, but also this new business model that was on the rise. And then came back to the UK and noticed that there was a huge opportunity in the UK market that could satisfy both of, both of those issues. But again, I didn't go to New York knowing that I was going to discover a new business idea. I went to New York because I wanted to live in Brooklyn. I wanted to experience it. I wanted to have that life experience and I was just drawn to New York and I was just curious to see what it would be like to live there. Um, so I think that's what, there is a requirement for patience because you have to just follow like these hunches or if you're drawn to certain countries or certain cultures, then I do believe that you should follow it and then you never know what might unfold a few years later or a few decades later even. I actually think it's great advice to tell people generally to go and travel, especially when you're young. Yes. You Absolutely. don't have the responsibilities to experience the world and uh, and spot opportunities. Yes. I also think it's really interesting you said the quarter life crisis. I think that's an under um, talked about stage, mm -hmm. right? Where where a lot of people, I think a lot of our listeners are like this. You know, they've got a lot of energy. They know that they're destined to do something great. There's a lot of pressure in some respects to yes. go and do something great. Instead of like you just said, there go to New York and and it will not fall in your lap that makes it sound way too easy but it will happen mm. naturally yeah. by living in the moment a bit yeah and I think being open to new experiences so when I was in New York I was provided with lots of different internship opportunities and I went for all of them and it took me to some really random places so like I ended up on a reality tv show as like an extra I got to go to like these really high profile events I I just had so many diverse experiences but again, it's because I followed a hunch to go there. And then when I was there, I was just open to meeting new people and getting to know new people and just learning. So yeah, it's just that openness to learning. I just think it's so underrated. And you said earlier about being unpaid to do something, which is almost like a taboo thing now, isn't it? Like, mm -hmm. you know, no one should be unpaid. You're only valued if you're paid. And and I actually think that's missing a point, isn't it? That you yes. you wanted to go and experience things that you wanted yes. to experience. And some of those things are unpaid, but they, yeah. they can transform your life. I think people need to be exactly. open to that. So it's a very good point you're making there, I think. And yeah. I also wondered if, and this is maybe a loaded question, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Is there any point in the seven years you've been building the business who you thought, I'm going to quit? Absolutely. Um, I'm, I can be quite dramatic at the best of times. So if I'm hungry and I'm tired and I've had a tough day, it's probably something that comes to mind. But I, the minute I say it, I'm like, yeah, but if I don't do this, like, how am I going to 
continue to fulfill this purpose. Like, I, I genuinely see a business as like a duty of care and as, yeah, like living a life of service. I feel like an entrepreneur is someone who lives a life of service to create solutions for other people to make their lives better. So when I do have those moments, I realize how selfish I'm actually being because if I was to do that, then I would perhaps be robbing or compromising other people of an experience. So absolutely, I've heard a few entrepreneurs say like, no, I never think about quitting and I'm not that person. I do. Um, but then I remember why I'm doing it and the fact that it's actually not about me and about my temporary feelings. Instead, it's about something a lot more permanent. I also think about quitting. And mm-hmm. um, and it was a loaded question because I sense the same thing in, in your story, which is the purpose drives you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that that's, that's so crucial. In fact, when people are talking about building businesses and they're saying, I'm going to fill a market gap, I've noticed in the market, there's a gap and I'm going to fill it. And those businesses Mm -hmm. often don't do as well as you think, because it's not built into your purpose. Mm -hmm. You don't feel passionate about the problem that you're solving, even if you are solving a problem. But mm-hmm. I, I tried to write down what you just said. And I, and I want so I, I, I think this is actually brilliant, but I want to make sure I got it right. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to put it on a t-shirt, I think, which is <laughs> entrepreneurship is a life of service to make, mm-hmm. to help make people's lives better. Yeah. I think that should be in the dictionary as an entrepreneurship definition. Mm. I wonder if we can make that happen one day. Cause I, I feel like we entrepreneurship has almost been framed as this make money and, mm. you know, have a big, big, a big business as opposed to the beautiful way that you've just put it. Mm -hmm. I I think that that needs to be uh, almost a movement on its own. What you just said there, Um, almost seeing as it, as a, as your, your, your role in the universe to do what you're doing. Um, And, and hopefully, and it has proven to be the case in your case, business is successful because of it, Mm -hmm. but that's not the reason you're doing it. Yeah, no. And I think that's, that's the missing piece obviously there's lots of different accounts like some people start businesses don't have a passion like create huge wealth but i think there's always going to be that soul piece that's missing like but how how do you feel within yourself like do you feel as though you have accomplished something and i think the highs of business for me um are hearing about the results people have achieved through like women who have fallen in love with their hair they didn't have a clue what to do with their hair before they discovered treasure dress and now they look forward to washing their hair or young girls that look forward to their mum receiving the box every month, or women who have come to our events and formed friendships and maybe even businesses out of the relationships that were forged at events that we put on. Like those, when I think about career highlights, awards are amazing. I definitely appreciate them. But when I think about like what makes me feel like warm and fuzzy, it's those moments where I know, wow, like I actually had this idea. I was determined enough to bring it to fruition and I'm working on it daily and it's actually impacting other people like that that really matters to me such a interesting insight you're highlighting here too again I mean this is sounding maybe a bit weird but purpose is actually a selfish thing in a good way it is I think it's good to be selfish sometimes right give yourself self-love and attention and 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 what I think is a lot of people will say oh I you know let's say IBM Mm -hmm. someone threw this at me the other day they have no purpose and they make lots of money and I'm like, sure, but do you want to be the head of that company? You know, maybe, um, and, and I'd rather be the head of Apple because Apple always said we wanted, you know, if you give a human a bike, imagine mm-hmm. what they can do, you know, how f- much further they can go if you give them a bike. Imagine if we give yeah. everybody a computer. The, the, yeah. It's almost the advancement of the human race. That's why Apple is a, 
company we admire, we respect, we look at with, you know, with kind of this dreamy brand mm-hmm. image. And I feel that's why IBM, we don't even talk about them, mm. you know, but yes, you can make money. Many ways you can make money as a listener. There's many ways our listeners, for example, I'm sure can make money. But I think if you install purpose, it's a beautiful, um, mm-hmm. almost selfish uh, element to making a business work for you. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a really good way to frame it. Yeah, and, and and look, I, I I want to thank you for doing what you do. I love I love everything about your your businesses, and um, you were recently one of our five founders to watch, and oh. there's a reason for it. You are really pioneering, and inspirational. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing your story. Thank you for having me. Really, really. Thanks for listening to Pep Talk. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to follow The Purposeful Project on all our social media channels where we're giving away even more free business secrets and entrepreneurial value. Again, we'd like to thank our sponsor GoDaddy for powering this podcast. From naming a business to buying a domain name to building your website for free, GoDaddy has you covered. For 40% off GoDaddy tools, click the link in the podcast note below and use the code GDXPEPTALK. See you next time, entrepreneurs. And remember, you're not alone.